J.C. Corcoran Podcast. Movie star, TV star, recurring role on Friends, the Ocean's Eleven series, Elliot Gould. Been in some really good movies, by the way. Bugsy, The Player, American History X, and most recently in Ocean's Eleven. How'd you like working with the punks? <laughs> yeah, they're a great uh, group of guys because, you know, the head punk is uh, Steven Soderbergh who carries the camera and he and George Clooney are partners and uh, uh, that was uh, also a great uh, opportunity and privilege. And by the way, you had a brief role in one of my all-time favorite movies of all time, The Big Picture with Kevin Bacon. Uh, this wow. is this is sensational. This is such a great movie. Well, yeah, and my kid Jason is in it and uh, I think it's the only time I somewhat pretentious did not take a screen credit, which I'm sorry about. Chris <laughs> Guest it was the first thing that Chris Guest uh, 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 directed, and uh, you, you you should know best of uh, show and uh, uh, Spinal Tap. Waiting for and, Guffman uh, and all that. Waiting stuff, sure. for Guffman is yeah. that guy funny or what? <laughs> no, I'm just getting warmed up. Happy to see you again. Don't be nervous. Don't be rocky. You're a teenage guest is jockey now. And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful like look. Did that voice inside you say I've heard it all before? It's like deja vu all over again. Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. You are at jconthelinecom Sometimes when I hear stuff like that. I just remember myself, I was reminiscing about some stuff with some people the other day about when we were kids, when we were teenagers, you know, like 1969, I was 15 years old and you're in that awkward phase where you're not quite, it's like, uh, it's like Alice Cooper said, you know, not a uh, boy, not a man. You're sort of in the middle. And if you're like me, you had these hopes and dreams and these wishes of all these things that you were going to do in broadcasting. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe I got myself a little radio show somewhere. That'd be nice. And then everything just exploded. Everything exploded in 1984. And one of the reasons I'm thinking about this is because next week is going to be the 39th anniversary of my arrival in St. Louis. So we're going to go back and play some of the old highlights. And I can't help but reminisce. I'm I'm like that, though. I've always been like that. You know, anniversaries, birthdays, I've become very, very reflective. And I really sort of think about where I was and where I'm at. Okay, where I was as a 15-year-old was nowhere. Where I'm at now is pretty much, is pretty much nowhere. But in between, there were some pretty big spikes on the old career graph. But I remember thinking of this when uh, Joe Buck asked me to play on his uh, celebrity softball team. And uh, you know, they give us real nice jerseys, too. I still wear the jersey from time to time, even though Joe doesn't talk to me anymore. That's a long story. But everybody knows he's friends with Paul Rudd, and he's friends with a lot of people. But what people didn't know is he was friends with Jason Patrick, who's in a bunch of movies. But he was also, uh, was he married to Julia Roberts, or was he just boinking her? I don't know. All I know is this. He exchanged bodily fluids with Julia Roberts, okay? That's good enough for me. You know, play this thing by Elliot Gould, you know? He exchanged bodily fluids with Barbara Streisand. I can't remember else, who else he was uh, romantically linked to, but he did okay. My daughter's out of school now, so we're going to be back in St. Louis for a good chunk of the summer. These people down here, like guys I play baseball with, I tell these guys these stories, and they sort of look at me like, 
man, you got a fertile imagination. <laughs> no, really, even when I show them pictures, they sort of look at me like, that's not you, or that's a cardboard cutout of George Clooney or something like that. I just don't think they believe me. And I know my dad had that problem, too. Every Friday, while my dad was alive up in uh, Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin, after he retired, he belonged to this group called the Romeos. The Romeos. Retired old men eating out. Romeo. Okay? The only rule for the Romeos, they would go out and have breakfast. It was like, I don't know, 12 guys, you know, all in this little fishing community. And the only rule was you can't talk politics. So other than that, they sat there and they just talked about their lives, talk about, you know, what they thought was funny, what they thought was fun, just, you know, whatever that, uh, you know, whatever it is that they happen to come up. And invariably, the guys would start talking about their kids. And my dad would be like, oh, yeah, my son's in California right now interviewing Tom Hanks. And then he's uh, then he's got to go back because he'll be reporting on the World Series. And when that's done, he's got this uh, television show that he's going to be doing. He's going to be at the Grammys. And, and these guys, I'm sure, were looking at him going, Jim's lost his mind. He thinks his kid is in show business. <laughs> it's, I find it funny. Anyhow, some uh, 39th anniversary highlights here on the podcast and on the radio show on KWOLF 101.5 in St. Louis and 101.7 West and beyond on the air every morning from 530 until 10 o'clock. Now, if you're looking at your schedule going, hey, I got a misprint here. No, it's for real. I can't ever remember this in the midst of a season, having a Major League Baseball team with two days off consecutively, any days of the week, let alone Wednesday and Thursday, I just I, I don't ever remember seeing this. Now, the Cardinals just came off playing 19 straight games in 19 days, but I don't know if that's got anything to do with it. But it's very, very unusual to have two days off in the middle of the season. They show up in Pittsburgh on Friday night. Miles Michaelis, by the way, fantastic last night. 10 strikeouts. Lars Newtbar, by the way, is going to be fine. He's okay. You know, they're still trying to figure out why all those horses died during Kentucky Derby Week at Churchill Downs. They say they're investigating, but I wonder if it's just a pretend investigation. I got this feeling that all those people are in on the same thing. They're doping up those horses, and everybody knows exactly what's going on and what happened, why the horses died, but they're pretending to do an investigation. I'll just bet you they're hoping that the story just goes away and people forget about it. We're getting breaking news here today that on Tuesday, on Tuesday of next week, Chris Christie is going to make his announcement that he's going to run for president. And I think it's a great move. For a long time, I didn't like Chris Christie. Then I did. Then I didn't. And now I think I do again. First of all, I never miss him on Sunday morning on George Stephanopoulos. He has great commentary, and I don't agree with a good chunk of his political positions, but also know that he's got a pretty good record. Oh, he's got a couple of scandals, and he's vindictive, and that's that's typical New Jersey and really the whole eastern seaboard. So the thing with closing down the bridge, <laughs> that sounds like something I would do if I was in his position. But anyhow, Chris Christie is going in, and for people who think that Donald Trump has lost his mind and people who think that Ron DeSantis has got some sort of political death wish, the questions are going to come up about his health. And I think that's fair, too, because obviously people bring up a lot of issues regarding Joe Biden, who is the presumptive Democratic nominee for a second term. So I bring out Chris Christie, who it just looks like a heart attack waiting to happen. And you also have to wonder, 
How come he hasn't had like some sort of gastric bypass? How come he put him out of Zempic for God's sakes? Do something. But Chris Christie is a solid, solid fucking politician, and I wouldn't want to run against him. And also, I wouldn't want to be in a debate against him because I don't think that he's going to cower in the presence of Donald Trump. And this is going to be fun. This is really, really going to be fun to watch Trump, Christie, DeSantis, and these guys all try to beat each other's brains out. So anyhow, that's supposed to happen on Tuesday. That, by the way, breaking news here on the J.C. Corcoran podcast. All right, on the radio show, I don't talk for more than two or three minutes at a time because people are there really because they want to hear music, right? And and that's fine. And I think both things can be done. I think I could get my stupid little comments in every morning and still have the show be, as they say in the business, music intensive. We hardly play any commercials. We're, we're limiting all our commercial breaks to two minutes. On the big stations, they're like eight to nine minutes. We're holding ours down to two. And that's not going to change, by the way. As the station becomes more popular and the ratings go up, we're just going to raise our advertising rates. We're not going to raise the number of commercials that you have to sit through. It's a very, very interesting concept. I question their ability to even do it. And they have assured me that they are going to do it. So just another little feature to have a playlist that's six times larger than the other guys have such a light commercial load and uh, just sort of, you know, doing what we're doing. And I know the signal is not, it's not a blowtorch signal. I, I get that, but that's what's available. That's where we are. We got two signals, uh, 101.7 out in the West Plex. And then if you're in the general St. Louis area, it's at 101.5. The signal, you know, admittedly does not go real, real far, but you know, we're finding out and we have done so much research and so much research has been made available to broadcasters in the last few years, indicating that uh, when people are in their cars, they are listening to something. And if the radio is good enough, they'll listen to that. And when they're in home, if they're listening to radio, chances are they're listening on a smart speaker and our smart speaker situation should be set up pretty soon. But anyhow, the, the point is this. The point is that on that show every morning on K-Wolf, I, I try to limit the amount of talk that I do. Here, I get to take a story like I tried to tell this morning on the air, but I get to tell you all of it. So as I said, you know, we're still in Florida because um, my daughter just got out of school and will be back in St. Louis um, very soon. And when you come down to a place like this, you have to get used to lots of rules and regulations, environmental stuff, you know, everything involving the fish and the uh, manatees and, you know, you got red tide and you got all this stuff sort of worry about. You got to learn about tides, something I knew nothing about. Got to learn about boating, something I knew nothing about. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And one of the things down here is concerns about runoff, because what will happen is you'll go without rain for a month, and all of a sudden it'll start raining and just pouring ass rain every single day. And so instead of the water seeping into the ground, unfortunately it runs off into the sewers and into some sort of water supply. And so they have very, very strict regulations on fertilizer fertilizer well i've had a lot of trouble in this house with the irrigation system and everybody has an irrigation system down here a sprinkler system because you just have to otherwise you'd look out your front lawn and it would just be sand but mine's been on the fritz for pretty much the last three years and finally got it now where i think it's about right but the lawn has really suffered because of that and i have one of the uglier lawns 
in the neighborhood, and I don't like that. And I'm sure the neighbors don't either, by the way. But I'm, but they know I'm trying. They know I'm trying, so it's cool. So I finally had a guy come out here, and he was going to charge me an arm and a leg. And I just figured, you know what, fuck that. I can do it myself. So I go out last night to the hardware store, and I figure I'm going to get a couple of big bags of fertilizer. I can do this myself. And while I'm there, I'm going to get a spreader because mine broke in the move. Just one of those old plastic things. And I get the cheap one. You got the ones that you can push but I get the cheap-ass one, the one that has a little hand crank on it, and you have to keep refilling it and everything. But they want you know, like 80 bucks for one of these spreaders at Home Depot, and it's like, no, nah, take the handheld one. It's like $26. I still think even that seems like a lot for a handheld spreader. But I go out, and I head out to the hardware store last night. Boom, let's go. Uh, which way to the fertilizer? Uh, we can't sell it. Huh? Yeah, as of today, we can't sell fertilizer. Why not? Uh, because the county is uh, concerned about runoff and the nitrogen. The nitrogen runs off and gets into the water supply and blah, 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 blah. I go, okay, uh, what do I do about my lawn? I'm trying to refurbish my lawn. I'm trying to get it up and running again. He goes, well, you got to wait till October. I'm like, October? So yeah, if that nitrogen gets into the water supply, it's really dangerous. I go, you know what else is dangerous? Living with a woman who is going to be complaining about the condition of the front lawn for the entire summer between now and October. And then he says, well, you could drive out of the county. You could go to another county and they might sell it to you there. <laughs> what am I on a road trip here? So they, they, I got the two big bags of fertilizer, which they take away from me, and they say, we cannot sell it to you. I'm like, all right, all right. So I leave the cart, go back into the store, and I'm going to go buy myself a spreader. Get the spreader, bring it to checkout, boop, scan it, red stop sign comes up on the screen. Customer needs assistance. Customer needs assistance. Guy comes walking over, he's like, what's wrong? I go, I'm trying to buy a spreader. And it won't let me do it. He goes, oh, yeah, we can't sell that to you. Like, you can't sell the spreader either? No, because we can't sell fertilizer. They go, there's no fertilizer in a spreader. I I'm just going to try to reseed. Because I figure if I can't buy any fertilizer, the least I can do is just, you know, overseed it and hope that that helps out a little bit. Get some, you know, like Scott's Turf Builder or something like that and put that down or just seed. No, we, we can't sell you the spreader. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How do you know what I'm going to do with the spreader? This is some sort of fucking Home Depot tribunal here. How do you know what I'm going to do with the spreader? Well, you could use it for uh, fertilization, and we're not allowed to sell anything that involves fertilization. I go, but the spreader has nothing in it. I say to the guy, I go, if I walked in here tonight and asked to buy some duct tape and a shovel and some plastic bags and some lime, would you sell it to me? They're like, yeah, why not? I go, well, I could use that to bury a body. You know, you better not sell it to me because I might commit a murder and bury a body. It's the same logic. You won't sell me a, a plastic piece of machinery because you're afraid what I might do with it. And they sort of look at each other like, you know, hearty, har, har. I'm like, no, no, it's this is the logic you're using. So I went to the hardware store expecting to have a big trunk full of fertilizer and a big ass spreader and i came back with nothing and the question is now what do i do between now and october it's too complicated living in florida all right it's a peeping tom in clayton particularly around the moorlands which if you're going to be a peeping tom is a good place to go because 
every person in their 20s, you know, either moves into Brentwood Forest or moves into the Moorlands. And probably a lot to look at if you're a twisted sick fuck like the guy like the guy who's doing the peeping tom stuff and he thinks he's spider-man they have video of this guy climbing on the front window of some houses or condos or apartments i don't know what but the guy's like climbing on the front of the window trying to look through the uh, uh, the uh, blinds to see what's going on inside the house got a pretty good look at him it was on this date, 1984. I'm new in town. I really, seriously, a couple of days. And I'm working at, you know, the new radio station and just trying to get the lay of the land. And one of the guys at the station says, you know, we got a softball team here at the station. Do you play softball? I'm like, oh, I'm a great softball player. He's like, all right, Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, be here. We'll pick you up. We're all going to drive out. We're gonna, we got a game. Like, oh, great. I'll, I'll do that. So I put my little, you know. Well, it wasn't a uniform, but you know, just something to wear to play ball. And I get my spikes and my glove, and I'm. I think we met at the Steak and Shake there, like uh, was it 44 and Bowls, 44 and 141. We met there, and I'm like, okay, where are we going? He says, oh, the game is in prison. <laughs> Excuse me, baking powder? He says, yeah, we're playing a prison team because the prisoners used to write to the KC jocks all the time. And I guess somehow one of the guys in prison said, you know, uh, come on out here. This is the one in Pacific. And so sure enough, we all drove out there and you're walking in and it's really spooky. I've not spent much time in jails and like no time, especially then. This is 39 years ago in around prisons. I didn't, I didn't know anything. And we had to be fingerprinted and ID'd and all that sort of stuff. We had special, like, little, I forget, they gave us, like, some sort of little wristband or something like that so they knew who we were. Here's a Dick Van Dyke episode like that where he does, uh, I don't know, the Alan Brady show comes in to do a show in prison, and somehow Dick Van Dyke gets mistaken for a prisoner. And everybody else from the show leaves, and he's still stuck in the prison. He can't convince them that he is with the Alan Brady show. And I think the the punchline, the way the show ended, was that uh, Dick Van Dyke dropped his pants and he was wearing like polka dot boxer shorts. And since they don't have those in prison, that's what convinced the guards that, oh, this guy really is from the outside. So you think the story is over. Oh, it's not. It's not. So I think we played four softball games. We were there like, I don't know, it's like five or six hours. And almost from the time we got there, this guy's like jumping up and down. And he's like, you know, we got a band. We want you to get guys to hear the band. Can you hear the band? And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll listen to your band, whatever. You know, we're not making waves. And we didn't dare win any of the softball games. We're not, we're not fucking stupid. Our mothers didn't raise fools. You know, we just played, but we purposely lost. And I think it was between the first two games. Yeah, I think it was after the second game before we played the final two. They had a pavilion and you could hear the music coming. And these guys had a band. I was like, you got to see this. You got to see this. I'm like, okay, okay. So we all had to sit down there. And the guy came out, started playing. And about halfway through the first song, he's playing an Ozzy Osbourne song. About halfway through the first song, he reaches in his pocket and pulls out a bullfrog. And you guessed it. He bit the head off of the bullfrog and spit it out. And just sort of glared at us like, isn't that great what i just did isn't that fantastic can you guys believe what you just witnessed and we're just all looking at each other like get me out of here and i'm telling you you know there were times we're on the on the athletic fields and i'm looking and the closest guard appears to be about 100 150 yards away and i'm like one of these prisoners could just pummel me with a baseball bat 
by the time the guard got all the way the length of the athletic field, I would be ready for cutest. But we did that, and I haven't been in prison since 39 years ago today. Jeez. Interviewed Spike Lee in St. Louis. He came all the way to St. Louis to push the movie Do the Right Thing. He was docile. He seemed very, very nervous. But then again, that was only his second movie. And for my money, the best situation comedy in the history of television, The Larry Sanders Show. And they did their final episode exactly 25 years ago today. And I'm not a country music fan, but that closing song that Clint Black did on the final episode called A Bad Goodbye was absolutely just totally awesome. Unbelievable. I would probably say my favorite. I have two favorite Larry Sanders shows. I have uh, of all the Larry Sanders shows, there's two that I really, really like. And one involves when John Stewart playing himself was going to fill in for Larry and Artie was basically trying to sabotage the show because he was so protective of Larry. And John Stewart, you could see what was happening. He wanted to have the Wu Tang clan on and they wanted to give him like. I don't know, Celine Dion or something. But uh, but the other one is the Garden Weasel episode. The Garden Weasel episode is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on television. It was just perfect. And Jeffrey Tambor, who we have found out, has a couple of little kinks in his background, but was a tremendous character actor and played Hank Kingsley. Hey, now. He was just amazing in that. You know, when Letterman, when Letterman moved over to CBS, they said, okay, you've got the 11.30 time slot, 10.30 in St. Louis, and um, we're going to give you the hour after the show, too, because we don't know what to do with it. So, you know, Dave had a production company and said, here, you get to do whatever you want. So he approached Gary Shandling and said, what about the show after hours? And Shandling said, mm, uh, I don't think so. And then he instead did a parody, a satire of a late-night television talk show, which, of course, became The Larry Sanders Show. And that was coming off the heels of It's Gary Shandling's Show on Showtime, which was also a very, very creative way to do a show, and it broke the fourth wall, and they had some really, really good contributors on the show, and that was a great show, too. There's a big story in the Washington Post that's floating around on Facebook. I reposted it on my page, The Showgram with J.C. Corcoran, and it's a Washington Post story where they interview almost everybody who ever appeared on the show as a regular. So Janine Garofalo, Marilyn Reiskub, Jeffrey Tambor. Can't talk to Rip Torn because he checked out. Can't talk to Gary Shanley because he checked out. But really, really interesting and pretty, you know, pretty raw look at what was going on behind the scenes on that show back in the day. 25 years ago today, they said a bad goodbye. It's funny to watch the way men and women react to this story differently. 79-year-old Robert De Niro, we just talked about it yesterday. Welcome to a new baby. And now we find out that Al Pacino, who is 83, is expecting one in about a month with his 29-year-old girlfriend. That's a 53-year spread. This chick once dated Mick Jagger. All the guys, all the women are like, this is sick. And all the guys are like, Dude, Giselle Bunchen photographed paddleboarding with some jujitsu instructor she refuses to call her boyfriend. The cast of Marvel's new Fantastic Four has supposedly been leaked. Adam Driver, Mr. Fantastic, Margot Robbie as the invisible girl, if the information is legit. Pee Wee Herman a long time ago says he loaned some of the set 
design from Pee Wee's Playhouse to some guy who said he wanted to use it in the museum for a while. And now the guy's claiming the stuff is his. Pee Wee Herman wants it back. And it looks like the whole thing is going to court. Singer for Paramore, good band, by the way, Haley Williams, told the crowd, if you vote for Ron DeSantis, you're fucking dead to me. Now, that show was in New Jersey, not Florida, so who knows? Third season finale, Ted Lasso, Apple TV Today. Birthdays, Colin Farrell, 47. Brooke Shields, 58. Leah Thompson, there's a sweetheart, 62. Chris Elliott, there's a funny guy, 63. Susie Essman from Curb, 68. Tom Berenger from Platoon, Major League, all that sort of stuff. The Big Chill, 74. Joe Namath, Joe Willie Namath, 80 today. Sharon Glass, 80. That would be your Cagney from Cagney and Lacey. And Clint Eastwood is 93. Seinfeld debuted on NBC on this day back in 1990. First episode of Survivor aired on CBS 23 years ago. The Who headlined a concert in England and the Guinness Book of World Records officially recognized The Who as the loudest rock band ever. 126 decibels, that's as loud as a gunshot. And 153 years ago today, some guy by the name of Professor Edward J. DeSmith of New York patented his new invention, asphalt. The United States has more than 2.8 million miles of paved roads and highways. 94% of those are surfaced with asphalt. And the home that the Brady Bunch used for their house in the TV series has been refurbished and is up for sale. It has five bedrooms, four baths, and a closet where Alice spent a lot of time. And with that, the J.C. Corcoran podcast for Wednesday, May 31st, 2023 is in the can. We are here weekday mornings at 11 a.m. following the radio show at 101.5 in St. Louis and still 101.7 West and Beyond on K-Wolf. Do that show in the morning. Start working on the podcast and crank it out and post it at 11 o'clock right here every day. Spread the word on the radio show and on the podcast. Need all the publicity we can get? You may email me, jc at jconthewine.com. Facebook, the showgram with JC Corcoran. Have a great day. Talk to you in the morning. In the meantime, we've beaten this one to death. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. The JC Corcoran Podcast.